0: The world's not as simple as it used to be. It's not enough to be a good guy anymore. We have to be the best. Time has followed. All will be accounted for. Or we will hunt them. Stand up! It's time to be the heroes we were always meant to be! Battle Royale is different because of the results this time. Yeah. Oh, excuse me squid, uh, game. squid game is different ah uh, <laughs> yeah this is complicated there are too many shows that have basically the same premise but some of them are definitely better than others i don't know just anyway this this isn't a show where we talk about you know netflix properties we talk about serious stuff like
1: the british bake-off hey yeah this what? is the
0: superhuman registration <laughs> podcast where we rate our favorite reality shows Yeah,
2: i thought i signed on for the Squidcast. <laughs> yeah that's what i have on the schedule
0: yeah, this is the Squid for Human yeah. Registration Squidcast, where we I rank did Splatoon all of this boards. Squidward
1: research. I've never watched a full episode of SpongeBob, and yet I did all this Squidward research just for the Squidcast tonight. And you
2: What are your thoughts on the Squillium episodes?
1: I don't know. Tough to say, because uh, my previous bit was a lie.
2: What? Who does that? Who just gets on the internet and lies? Every Aldo! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Anyway.
0: I'm I'm Steven. We've got John and Aldo here. We are here to talk about a couple of comics that we read that we have opinions on, especially relevant because this is the spooky time of year and one of these comics is particularly spooky and the other one just scared me a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. One's about <laughs> zombies and the other one's real scary.
2: Yeah, one's about zombies, the other one's kind of about existentialism. Yeah. Real yeah. real hot with the kids nowadays.
0: Yeah. Oh dear. Uh
2: so which of these stories do we want to start with tonight? What
0: is
1: what does it even matter? <laughs> I'll go with the zombies,
2: okay, that's what I was gonna suggest,
1: yeah, all
0: right, John, Excellent. We'll, we'll start with the thematic one.
1: I think if you've listened to any sort of discussion from us, you know that I was not happy with Marvel zombies, one, two, or three came out maybe when like zombies were all the rage. I don't know ten plus years ago when I don't know when the first one came out because I've blocked that out of my mind, and I don't I just didn't like them did not hate marvel zombies 4 so let's talk about it this was a really surprising kind of thing to happen to me but this is a direct continuation of marvel zombies 3 we have we've gone and done it marvel zombies 4 uh, written by Fred Van Lenti and uh, penciled by Greg Land. Kev Walker is listed as inker and artist. Jean-Francois Belleau, Beaulieu is the colorist and Russ Wooden is the letterer. We have uh, Monsters Hunting Monsters. This picks up where the third one let, went left off where uh, Morbius Living Vampire and his uh, Halloween team go off into the 616 universe our universe here or the traditional marvel universe to uh, hunt the zombies and um get all caught up in that morbius has invented a serum a uh, vaccine Ooh, timely against the zombies
2: (laughs) an untested vaccine and uh, oh yeah see it's not it's not approved by the fda come on morbius yeah i expect better gone through from a licensed doctor
1: Um, As a framing device, all of the issues start with um, everyone's last will and testament on the team before they take the vaccine, because they're not sure if they're going to react well to it. There's a chance that it can turn them zombie instead of uh, protecting them against the zombies. We have Morbius the Living Vampire. We have Hellstrom, son of Satan. We have Jennifer Kale of *The Witches* and *Werewolf by Night*. And is it funny to anyone else that his name is Jack Russell, like a terrier? And Absolutely he's a werewolf? hilarious. That was, yeah, that was I... that just tickled me pink. That was delightful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they show up in this in this other universe. They are in our universes, or the six-one-six universe, like the real deal Marvel universe. Is that correct? But they are from the zombie universe or another universe from one that was invaded by the zombies.
0: If, if I recall correctly, Marvel Zombies 3 actually did take place in 616. Okay. And so this is the 616 version of Morbius. Gotcha. And Jack Russell and uh, Jennifer Health Food. Sorry, <laughs> Kale is a terrible <laughs> surname for this character.
1: So they are the Midnight Suns, which is a team that... Uh, the previous incarnation of the team was like a ghost rider team, right?
0: Midnight Suns. There have been multiple iterations of the Midnight Sun and they they are all typically uh, ghost Halloween rider type teams. Squad.
1: Well, yeah, these uh, Spookables or these uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you... <laughs> Spooktastic Sorry,
0: Spookables, I imagine like a like a monster team that you can share with your friends at lunch.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> It is full of high-fructose corn syrup and boo-berry. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so they are trying to hunt down these monsters, and Simon Garth, zombie, and zombie Deadpool have infected people in um, in the uh, deep ocean, and they're causing havoc. They make their way to... Um, what is this dude's name? Black Talon No, Black Talon and Zombie. What is this? Dude?
2: I think it's the Zombie. It is. Simon Garth?
1: No, Simon, yeah, Simon Garth is a Zombie but the mob bus the uh like Voodoo Mob bus. I
2: think it
0: was Black Talon, yeah. That
1: is Black Talon. Sorry, Black Talon was talking about Black Talon in the third person and I wanted to make sure that there wasn't another person out there like a rival and I I was yeah, I was. So, yeah, um they meet Black Talon who has, is protected against zombies and kind of a crime boss. Normally my problem with marvel zombies is that it's just disgusting and gory and there's not as much of that this time which helps it was kind of you know how are we gonna get how are we gonna beat these zombies team it was you know the midnight suns against this whole situation and then you know zombie deadpool being thrown around biting people so that was goofy the red hood is running crime in this universe or in this story i don't know um so i'm getting like (laughs) Because it's not quite like the normal universe and uh, Old Man Logan was a different, like a, you know, future, like a possible future or whatever. Now I'm getting it all mixed up, like if this is really the 616 or how this all fits together. Red Hood is getting his powers from Dormammu. And he reaches out to, um, um, uh, freak... <laughs> I was trying to make a kale pun. I was trying to make like a Zuppas or something, like Zupa Girl, um...
2: John, you're a little green on your pun game. Ugh. Anyway, I think this line of conversation is growing a little kale. Oh hey dear. Oh hey dear. <laughs> reaches
1: safe. out to Jennifer Kale. She's a witch. She says, "I know what to do with you. Get out of here. I'm not I'm not having any of it." no freaking way she rejects dormammu for all the good that it does her summons man thing which has got to be the laziest superhero name or you know character name ever he's swamp thing but he's man thing i that's just lazy the it's all convoluted the virus becomes uh airborne and um, animates this uh body that man thing fights against and figures out that if man thing is separated from the ground then he loses his powers and so they're able to get the edge on him in then then um, Jennifer realizes too late that Jack Russell is not just a werewolf, but also a zombie werewolf. And in her desperation calls out to her Dorm- Dormammu. And the grossest thing I've seen in a comic book is Jennifer like only the only reason I think this is in a comic is because any of the naughty bits that you're not allowed to show in comics, uh, the skin is gone and it's just blood and she is possessed by Dormammu and is um, working for him now. And so the only person to not kind of succumb to their dark side is the son of Satan in this, in this comic (laughs) Uh, Morbius has Morbius has a moment where he like loses control with bloodlust. Jack Russell, obviously, you know, becomes a, a zombie, and goes crazy. Jennifer gives in uh, Dormammu's uh, temptations, so... Uh, The son of Satan has to perform perform an exorcism to get rid of Dormammu from Jennifer. They realize that uh, Jack Russell in his uh, werewolf form is okay, so they uh, keep him around, and they get their team back together, and then they fight off uh, the Black Talon and are able to... Man-Thing comes back. Whatsoever no sphere burns at the touch of the Man-Thing, so they burn up this personification of this uh, zombie virus. They, in the end, like... (laughs) You know, at one point, Red Hood switches sides. I'm not doing a good job of summarizing this, because basically it's just they show up, they fight, and everything's okay. Um, Red Hood switches sides at one point to be on their team. They use the zombie to communicate with their world that, hey, you know, we're okay, abort this launch, we've contained the infection. Um, And zombie Deadpool, just by himself as a head, is in a rowboat at the very end, sailing off into the sunset. A crazy, you know, four-issue, you know, arc of nonsense that I didn't find completely disgusting and terrible. I didn't mind the story at all. It was just, you know, we we have these four main characters, they're all confronted with something, they all succeed or fail uh, to, you know, overcome these issues, and uh, there are zombies, you know? worse could be said about a book. What did you guys think?
0: I, too, did not hate it. I actually think I might have liked Marvel Zombies 3 a little better. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's solid enough story, you know, with uh, clear, discernible stakes. Uh, characters that are maybe not the most interesting, but they are novel. I don't like. I don't think we've read a mainline story about morbius the living vampire yet we haven't read anything about the hood and he was a big deal for a while yeah so like for me at least this is kind of an unexplored corner of the marvel universe and i liked seeing some of these characters i had a lot of the same sort of complaints that you brought up there i think jennifer kale's uh status as the the token girl is really frustrating when she wears her blood bikini it's really disgusting
2: Especially when she points, not great. when she points it out in her like living will that she's like the token girl of the group. Yeah, Like, they know they know the trope, yet yeah, they're still, like, leaning into it.
0: Which I feel like is a thing that um, Fred Van Lenti does a lot, unfortunately, where he, like, knows that the thing that he is troping on is kind of a lazy cliche, but he's like, well, if I lampshade it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's not really fine. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't necessarily elevate the material either. No. I will say the, uh, the zombie fishmen at the very beginning. I thought those things were creepy as all get out, like yeah. right out of the uh, of uh, like a Hellboy comic. Love yeah. those.
1: Evil Abe Sapien. I don't know if he's ever evil for real.
0: I just know that that's the fish dude. He's not evil for real. He's, he's awesome. Oh, that's good. Maybe he's evil now. I don't know. I've actually fallen off the, the, the Hellboy cinematic universe in comic form. <laughs> I forgot what we call those things anymore. <laughs> so broken disney wrecked me oh wait there's another female character cuz there are these uh like evil magic villains that the hood brings with them and one of them is a sexy girl who don't wear no clothes
1: oh gosh yeah and that's like her power
0: <laughs> yeah her name's her name is, oh. is Dancin' Macabre. and she says i am naked for i dance only truth
2: oh john you said it was uh did you say it was Greg Land that did the art?
1: Yeah, at least in the first issue.
2: No, he, he only did the covers. It was Kev Walker.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Kev Walker. Yep, I was looking at... You know what? The uh, app lied to me. It does that. Filthy awful liar. Yep. Not a fan
2: of how it lists stuff.
0: <laughs> I, I I think these are the best Greg Land covers I've ever seen. At least two and three I really like. Mm -hmm. One and four definitely feel like they've got some of that trace to porn star thing going on. Yeah. What? Greg Land? Never. Covers for uh, issues two and three are pretty good. I know that Man-Thing is just a swap thing ripoff. I know that. I know that. I kind of don't care. I like Man-Thing. I like Man-Thing's design. I think he's a fun, weird little character to have show up every now and again to do crazy things like, you know, light people on fire and, you know, that no fear burn at the touch of the Man-Thing. It's all pretty good.
2: I, I thought this book was boring. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I, I want it clear that when we say this is pretty good we're grading it on a scale yeah with the other marvel zombies
2: books. Uh, okay so okay so well the other books i don't think are you know that much that i don't think they're great literary works but at least they had spectacle at least they were big they were kind of bombastic this one, not that it isn't, it's just the scale of it is just so much smaller, and I feel like the stakes are a little smaller. I, I was just bored. I just did not care for this book, and and I, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't care for it. It was boring to me. It felt like, it felt like the Marvel zombies had lost their way. <laughs> oh,
1: if that's the case, then I'm okay with them losing their way because it was disgusting, awful garbage before and like that's the thing is like the concept doesn't seem that bad where it's like oh man you know zombie everybody but then it just becomes like oh look look what zombie spider-man's doing oh no zombie
2: ant-man he's awful yeah but Um, like at least they had that shock factor to them these ones this one didn't this one just felt like a comic book it didn't feel like a zombie's book
1: that i think is fair it was a boring book to me. Like, there are plenty of things you can you can stick a fork in a toaster if you want shock value. You can there are other <laughs> ways you can do that without, you know, getting your Yeah. It's just the other books were just disgusting and this was like, Oh no, there are zombies but they're bad guys and it wasn't so much like we're gonna turn your favorite heroes into disgusting monsters and we're gonna make sure it's as graphic as possible this was let's go fight the bad guys but we're
2: monsters too but who's worse what do we do Uh, uh," you know but like that's kind of the the selling point of marvel zombies is that it's your your favorite heroes being gross and disgusting zombies and and when you don't have that you just have a book about about zombies but not marvel zombies and like I, i i don't know like the whole monsters fighting monsters cool i like that i liked morbius uh trying to kill dance macabre by sucking her blood but apparently that that didn't happen she didn't die she was okay seemingly
1: it was like a stalemate thing maybe yeah i guess
2: i don't know uh but but it's also like they they have a werewolf named like named jack russell so it's kind of like is this a joke am i supposed to be laughing because it it also all feels kind of boring it feels a little tongue-in-cheek but at the same time like it doesn't feel like it's actually doing that. It just kind of feels a little eh. The whole book felt very eh to me.
0: Y'all know that Jack Russell
2: is a Moon Knight villain. He mentions that. Yeah, no more Moon Knights. Yep. That also yeah, makes like... sense because, you know, the moon thing. With, yep. Yep. <laughs> Mar- Marvel's not very subtle about things sometimes. <laughs> or most of the time.
0: <sighs> no, and sometimes that's fun.
2: Also, the fact that there's a character just named Zombie, was, did he come up at all in the previous Marvel Zombies book? I don't remember that. I don't remember him being in Marvel Zombies 3. Right. and it Like, f- that
0: was something that actually bothered me, because I couldn't remember. Well,
1: they do a flashback in the first issue with... I assumed he was someone, like, who survived from the other one to get away. Because he's the one who's, you know... Carrying Deadpool around. Yeah, Um, I assume that. That's
0: definitely the implication. I just don't remember that happening. Same.
2: Mm. Same, I just... don't. Okay, I'm
0: glad that I'm not the only one who didn't remember it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But,
1: uh... I also, yeah, yeah, don't care to go back and read the other ones. Because it's like, oh no, what's gonna... I don't care that much. Let's move on. (laughs) That's kind of where I'm at.
2: It also just kind of feels like if you're gonna have a character name, If you have a... If you've had a character named Zombie from 1973, why wouldn't you include him in your Marvel Zombies books... A little mm. earlier. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about this book.
0: Yeah, it's... Well, I got one other big item that I can bring up. Um, right. Definitely wasn't in the mood to read a story about how the vaccine actually makes the virus that it's fighting off worse.
1: Uh, yeah, that, well, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. An untested vaccine. They should have thought vaccine. of that
1: 11 years ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an untested, un-FDA-approved vaccine with not a big sample size by a sketchy vampire uh, guy. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah. Because it is like a thing that people say about cur- like the COVID vaccine that the different variants and stuff are actually caused by the vaccine. Which, to be clear, they're not. But...
1: Whenever it's people say, I'm like, ah, which of those people are doctors? None of them. <laughs> yeah, when you
2: said those people, I was about to ask, which people specifically?
0: Oh, it's Tony Stark.
2: <laughs> what? He's the worst. Yeah yeah tony stark does seem um, like he would be like an anti-vaxxer
1: i think no i think he'd get the vaccine first day but he you know he'd be off in space and not paying his employees enough
2: yeah and... but i also i also feel like he like he'd be like no, i'm fine i got covid i was fine it's like foo you injected yourself with extremists of course you're fine <laughs> <laughs> like on the one hand yes he literally
0: injected himself with a robot yeah. So he probably isn't anti-vax, but on the other hand, he has almost certainly been on his universe's equivalent of the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh... So
2: <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh, how great would it be to like write a comic book where you just have like two podcasters, and it's about the interviews that they do? <laughs> uh, I think those are just called books. I think what I'm describing is called <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> well, good thing Nano Ramble's coming up. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, dear. What do we think about, like, the artwork? It's good.
1: It's not bad. I, I like the designs. Like you mentioned, the fish people were scary and cool.
0: I thought Black Talon looked really cool, in the, especially when we get some action sequences with him later yeah. on in the book. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Disgusted by um, Jennifer Whole Foods. I, I didn't want any, any of that. <laughs> Jennifer Whole Foods. Not a fan of her... Dormammu Kini, that, like, no, thank you. Why did that have, like, it's seriously, like, it's just, why did that have to be a thing? Like, the hood wasn't, you know, down to his skivvies under his hood when he was working for Dormammu, he was just the hood. So, that was gross and unnecessary, but so it's always Marvel Zombies, so what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I don't think I have a whole lot to say about it either, other than what we've already covered. I mean, if we're okay with it, I think we can move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think...
0: Old Man Logan is a bigger area
1: to discuss, so... Uh,
0: so, Old Man Logan is a book that we read and have opinions on, and, uh... Alright, so, Old Man Logan is a 2008 miniseries, uh, ran in the Wolverine title with a conclusion in its own, like, one-shot, giant-sized Wolverine issue. Written by Mark Millar, with pencils by Steve McNiven, inks by Dexter Vines, colors by Maury Hollowell, and letters by Cory Pettit. Follows Wolverine, who is retired from being a superhero. He no longer goes by Wolverine, he just goes by Logan. Living on a farm somewhere in the west in California with this family, he has a debt with this local mob family that is all made up of like hillbilly, redneck, inbred hulks, which is kind of big... <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> He's taken a vow of kind of non-violence so he doesn't like, fight back against these really, you know, kind of awful people. The the Hulks are, they beat the crap out of Logan. They tell him, you know, you need to pay off your debt next month, and if you don't, we're going to kill your whole family. So Logan needs to get some money, so he teams up with his buddy, famously very, very friendly with Wolverine, Hawkeye, who is <laughs> blind now? Not like, he's not, like, fully blind, obviously, because he still has some bow proficiency, but he's definitely got some... Vision impairment so he can't drive, but he needs someone to escort him across the country to make this delivery. It's not clear what the delivery is, Logan thinks it's drugs, but he also doesn't care because Hawkeye's gonna pay him a whole bunch of money. And so they take a road trip across the country, And they show kind of what has happened to the United States now that the villains have won. That's the big sort of like high concept. This is Wolverine living in a world where the villains have won. They've kind of carved it up into different territories. So California, uh, Seattle, Portland, like the whole West Coast is owned by the Hulks. The uh, Idaho, Utah, the Rocky Mountain area is the Kingpin. Then there's a huge stretch where it doesn't seem like there are any villains in charge. Uh, Doctor Doom is in charge once you get to the Midwest. And then the East Coast is uh, run by the President of the United States who is the Red Skull.
1: Don't worry, everyone. Indianapolis is still intact. <laughs> <That's>, like, <laughs> all of these, like, you know, cities where they're like, uh, the, the Dwight's Toll, the Mutant Forbidden Quarters, Mount Rushmore is by Electroville, but Indianapolis, untouched. Just, I'm sorry. It's just so goofy to me. And, like, the borders of Idaho <laughs> are respected. That little skinny part of Idaho that goes up and hits Canada, that was left alone. That was an, a crucial part of, apparently, the Kingpin's kingdom. And they also go to Salt Lake City, and they go to Rice Eccles Stadium, which is where the University of Utah plays. I thought that was hilarious. Sorry, I just... <laughs> geography yeah. is uh, funny to me.
0: <laughs> so anyway, as they as they are trekking across the country, they, they run into uh, different characters from Marvel Comics. Kind of got a similar sort of appeal to it in a weird way as things like the Amalgam Universe, or the Heroes Reborn comic that we read last time, or... Age of Apocalypse, where it's like, this is a horrible place. What are our favorite characters doing now that this place is horrible? And so we see things like, there's an Ultron who is a really, like, sort of friendly guy. People are worshipping Thor's hammer because... They are hoping that the heroes will come back. Hawkeye's daughter is now a spider girl, who, spoiler alert, is also now the kingpin, or becomes the kingpin. Doom shows up for a big, like, intimidating splash panel, and nothing comes about as a result of that. Uh, Emma Frost is running a sanctuary for uh, people, and kind of gives the the traveling duo of Hawkeye and Logan, uh, like, pep talk and resources, lets them rest up before they make their way further to the east. Eventually, we learn the horrible backstory. The villains all teamed up, and they decided that they win by pitting particular villains against the heroes that they have the best matchup with. It's just like this really organized event. And the villain that gets pitted against Wolverine is Mysterio, who uses his Mysterio powers to make Wolverine hallucinate that all of his comrades are other villains, and so he murders all of the X Men.
2: Well, it wasn't just like matchups, right? It was also like sheer number. Like, they realized that like each hero has like. 20 villains?
0: Yeah, there was a the numbers game, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, they, they've created so many disposable villains over the year that we actually outnumber the heroes now, so let's take them all down. And yeah, so that's the reason that Wolverine won't pop his claws anymore. He gets... So they get all the way to the, uh, East Coast, and they find out that the thing that Hawkeye is trafficking is not drugs per se, but it's actually super soldier serum. And the reason that Hawkeye, like, Hawkeye's buyer is not, you know, this underground group looking to fight against the President of the United States, who's the Red Skull, It's actually S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who are working for the Red Skull now. So the Red Skull gets a hold of Hawkeye and Logan. The Hawkeye gets killed and Logan gets up and he doesn't pop his claws, but he does get in a huge fight with the Red Skull and his thugs. Beheads the Red Skull with Captain America's shield while the Red Skull is wearing Captain America's mask, which is gross. Steals a suit of Iron Man armor, uses it to fly all the way back to his homestead, finds out that the Hulks have been there early, they killed Logan's family, and now Logan's on a path of revenge. He goes out, he slaughters all of the Hulks, including Bruce Banner, who is not the big green guy, he's just the little scrawny Bruce Banner, but he's still strong and powerful because that's like twisted version of the hulk so wolverine kills the hulk and then steals the hulk's last baby and becomes lone wolf and cub but with the hulk's baby so i thought this story was gross (laughs) what did you guys think
1: i didn't you guys the way you talked about it i think you sufficiently lowered my expectations to where i didn't hate it i hated how disgusting it was um like graphically at the end when wolverine is you know cutting dudes up because you know inevitably if he's like I'm never gonna pop my claws again th- those are Chekhov's Wolverine claws that's what they are as soon as he mentions that he's not gonna pop his claws you know that he's going to so it was just a it was just a waiting game it was like how bad does it have to get for him to you know pop his claws and um, you know seeing him use Captain America's shield was cool he gets home using Iron Man's you know suit in a certain way you know this was a, like a cool kind of days of future past like okay what's gonna happen in the future and oh no, the villains won and like the twist of him being duped into killing all of the X-Men was was crazy. I didn't hate it, but probably because you guys were like, oh, we have to read. Would I have made as many panels with blood and guts on them? No, no. Would I have maybe picked somebody? I like Hawkeye, but there are a lot of people in line to be Wolverine's sidekick in front of Hawkeye. Um, Was it funny that they used the spider buggy as their Their road trip car, yes. Were there were there dinosaurs and bad guys riding dinosaurs? Sure.
0: Were there gladiatorial
1: uh, death death uh, fights with dinosaurs and Daredevil and the Punisher or a, like a younger successor? I couldn't figure out who the kingpin was. I don't think it was Wilson Fisk. Um, yeah,
2: I don't know. It who was, that like was a, supposed to be either. I, I don't thought, know. Yeah, I, I thought it was I, Luke Cage at first. That's what I thought at first I did too. But, but which there was no I like. Been yeah, I thought yeah. little no racist Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying Pretty to. I was sure like, okay. Luke Cage. I was like, is there no. any like? Jewelry or costuming that's like a giveaway of, yeah. like, in this story, Luke Cage is playing the part of Kingpin, or yeah, I just, um, this is this is, uh, you know, somebody like I was trying to see, but it was just like, nope, this is just a new guy who, um, has taken the mantle of the Kingpin very briefly before Peter Parker's granddaughter kills him and takes over and then wants to kill her own father. So that was, which
2: can, can we talk about how it's a little, like, a little weird that, uh, Peter Parker's daughter Mary Hawkeye Granddaughter It's like a little weird A little gross
0: It's gross Hawkeye is definitely Older Than Peter Parker Yeah
2: Granted Among the list of Weird Maybe a little Disgusting things In this book It ranks pretty low Yeah I don't know (laughs) I feel like it ranks Pretty low There's, well, yeah, it definitely
0: uh, ranks lower than the Hulk getting his cousin She-Hulk. Well, okay, right so
2: in. so that ranks high because that's gross. Oh no, my gosh,
0: that might be the grossest thing in the book. Well,
2: that's what I'm saying. It's in, on the list of things that no. are gross. That ranks really high, and the Hulk. It, it does. Thing doesn't that's low because that's pretty tame and normal. By standards in this book.
1: you can do a lot of things with the hulk redneck hulks i am not a fan of i found out after reading this i like yankee hulks if you would have
2: explain if you if you'd have pitched me on a redneck hulk like i don't know 15 years ago i probably would have assumed a uh, hulk in in a in a in a wife beater with a shotgun not what we got
1: you wouldn't like it if the south rose again <laughs> mm. uh right hulk i wouldn't
2: now i can't get
0: the phrase hulk billy elegy out of my head and i'm so (laughs) mad at myself
1: but you know there i think there's something there i think you know we got a different and better version of this uh with the logan movie yeah weird having hawkeye in there as the goofy guy to logan's you know straight man like weird weird road trip
0: weird road trip indeed
2: i i think for me okay so i when i pitched this book i pitched it because i remembered it being Kinda of disgusting, a little violent. And I was like, that's kind of that's kind of in line for Halloween, I think, kind of. It's about as gross as the other Marvel book, Marvel Zombies books we've read, so I was like, why the heck not? I kinda had forgotten that there was a pretty decent story behind all of the gross, violent stuff. And I really like the idea of well, okay. So I don't like my heroes being traumatized to the point of becoming, you know, kind of pacifist or whatever. But I like the idea that
1: Oh, uh, you didn't you didn't like Dark Knight uh, Rises either. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> but I I really did like the idea of Log- Logan essentially having found peace. He was happy, even even if he wasn't, even if the way he got there probably wasn't, you know, the best way to get there. But he was happy. He was kind of living in peace for the most part. You know, it's the it's that whole. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times I get out. They pull me back in. Type thing. So, so like that, you know, that was novel. And kind of the whole story, you know, the whole, kind of the road trip aspect of it. Like, I really enjoyed. Are yeah, there some details it could do without, I think? Yes. Him killing himself with a train? I don't ever want to, like, romanticize or glorify, like, uh, you know, suicide. But I thought that was actually kind of cool. Not that he tried to kill himself. The, the method of it and just kind of, like, the whole, but you're alive. And he's like, yeah, but it hurt. And sometimes that's enough. And that's, like, that super edgy, gothy thing I totally loved when I was, like, 14 and 15. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it kind of spoke to me that way, but, like i really would if if i was to write a book i I don't know that i would include uh somebody kind of trying to decapitate themselves on some train tracks but uh you know kind of kind of creative way to try to kill an unkillable man yeah but uh but yeah so like the whole thing especially because like i think my only complaint is like how much the ending of it just does not want to let logan have a happy ending like at all whatsoever so yeah It tries to play it off like... Like, nah, he's in a better place now. Like, no, he's not. No, he's not. He regressed. He murdered that baby's family. And like these... Oh, but he's gonna
0: raise the baby himself, so, you know sure it sets up a cranky old man having to take care of a little child story which you'd think i'd be more excited about
1: yeah i was gonna say yeah the way they got to it wasn't the best
0: well
2: it's not a baby girl so it's different
0: (laughs) oh gosh uh hey y'all remember how wolverine beat up like killed the hulk by uh letting himself get swallowed and then carving his way out from the inside
2: i don't think he let himself get swallowed but i think he improvised (laughs) yeah (laughs) But yeah, it was kind of gross. this Extremely
0: is gross. like you 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 kind of said it earlier, although this is very much like what a teenager thinks a cool story is
1: <laughs> yeah they yeah they they saw one Western or one samurai film, and they were like, yeah, but he's gonna like he's gonna kill himself with a train and then like blow up out of this guy's guts and like
2: oh what if, what if a T-rex was also venom?
1: Oh my gosh, t Okay, G-Rat now, hold cool. on a second. That was really cool. Yeah, that was. Let's, that that let's, was. Not, let's not say things we can't take back. Um.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying it was bad, right? I'm just saying it was
0: cool. <laughs> there there were some good elements in it. That was one of them. Okay.
1: I. It took me a second to, like, figure out, like, why is there a skyscraper on top of Loki out in the middle of the country? <laughs> it's like, oh, it got thrown. Okay. Because I was like, this this geography doesn't work. And you look at the map and it, it is off. It has, like, a bunch of stuff, like, way out of place and way way further inland than it should be and all this but mm-hmm. what do you guys what did you guys think about like you know the the reveal finally of what happened the reason why logan chose non-violence
2: i loved it because i feel like in order to get logan to stop being violent you would have to do something so extreme with him and i can't really think of any other thing that's that extreme that would get him to like stop Because the only thing he's ever really cared about has been his family at the X-Mansion, right? Like, that's kind of what it feels like in a lot of books and adaptations. So, for him to be the one who was tricked and having that blood on his hands is kind of a really, like, powerful thing. And it really does feel, like, in character for that to be the catalyst to get him to stop as opposed to like, just, I don't know. Some other reason. I feel like that's just, just such a strong reason that it works. Is it like good? I, I don't know. I think it works here though. And I think it works really well here.
0: I would have liked it better if one of the X-Men's signature villains wasn't mastermind the illusionist,
2: but he's an illusionist. He can't change smells. Neither can Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I Mysterio found out the illusionist. All smoke and mirrors. <laughs> (laughs) I found out the illusionist existed, like, uh, how long ago was it when you said that? You saw X-Men 2, though. That's who that was, Mastermind. In X-Men 2? I only remember the Nightcrawler scene from X-Men 2.
1: Oh, good. That's really the best part, so. I mean,
0: it is. Um... But yeah, like, I don't know. I, it, it, I hate to be that guy. Oh, Steven, I mean, you are that guy. I say Just that, but I'm also, it. you know, we have a podcast where we talk about comic we books. We are all that <laughs> guy. Um, but Wolverine, it doesn't seem like that would have worked on Wolverine. And frankly, like, the whole, uh, the whole villains thing doesn't really sit right with me. Because you're telling me that Doctor Doom and the Red Skull and Strife and the Kingpin... And, you know, all of these other villains, they all have enough of a common goal that it makes sense for them to team up and take down all the, the heroes. Like, I get that that's just, like, the excuse for this story to take place, but this is a story that kind of wants to revel in its connections to the broader Marvel universe with all of the shoutouts to the mole people, who are edgy now because they eat people, the the Ghost Riders and the, the Venom Tyrannosaurus, which again, that's cool. Um, So it wants to have all of those connections, but then it ignores the, the broader characterizations and personalities of these characters in order to tell the story. I don't think you can have it both ways.
1: Okay, if you're... There's nothing to say that didn't go on, because we see that Magneto was in charge until the Kingpin came and took over. We see that different sections of the country are divvied up among these, you know, villains with huge personalities. Put them all in the same room, yeah, they're all going to fight and be like, my plan is the best, no mine is. That's not what this story is about. We are seeing the fallout from all of that. If that happened, it happened a generation before, and we are seeing Logan's return to violence. (laughs) Logan's return to, you know, being the best at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice. Um, I don't argue that it's unlikely that uh, all of these, you know, villains could have put aside their own egos to team up and take out superheroes, or that, you know, Spider-Man couldn't have snuck in there and annoyed them into fighting each other, you know. That's usually what what happens, and, you know, this kind of situation like the heroes are able to if the villains team up they're they're able to turn them against each other so that the heroes can have the edge again okay fine that is yes in one version what is likely to happen and if every other version that we've seen but that's not this story we have to have a world where they are able to team up divide and conquer for logan to be in this situation now if does that work with everyone's uh idea of you know the characters that are involved no but i don't know there's still there is still with all this grossness and stuff there's still something good here so i'm you know I, I say like yeah yeah i don't think that doom and red skull could team up get anything done before turning on each other but here we are that's what happened and let's let's focus on what the you know the this is like it's like complaining that tom bombadil wasn't in the lord of the rings
0: adaptation
2: okay but that is like a pretty legitimate complaint though isn't it i don't know i haven't read lord of the rings <laughs>
0: the the movies are better for Tom Bombadil's exclusion. Yeah,
1: he doesn't have anything to do with the ring. He's like not affected by it. So it's like, well, if we're telling the story of the ring, we don't need to talk about you, buddy.
0: It just occurred to me that this is the same creative team as Civil War.
1: It just occurred to you? I thought that you brought that up before going like and, well, and it felt like you were I remembered were Mark Millar
0: was the the writer. What I didn't realize is that Steve McNiven was the artist yeah i like his work here better than i like it in civil war i actually think the art in this book is pretty good i
2: I think steve mcniven i don't know if i've said this in the other podcasts uh, or in the other episodes we only have the one podcast (laughs) (laughs) but i think steve mcniven's art is probably some of the best around i do have one issue with steve mcniven's art which is usually that it feels very like posy like, yeah. stuff doesn't always feel like it's in action. It feels like somebody's posing that, that mid-action, right? But with the exception of that, I, I love his art. I think he's he's a really talented artist. And I think his art can sometimes end up in a little bit of a, like, uncanny valley. Because he's kind of really aiming for a sort of, like, realistic look. But one of the things that I don't have a problem with when it comes to Steve McNiven is telling people apart.
1: Yes, I was going to say that. That's what I appreciated in Civil War is that there wasn't you know too much same face because sometimes you know the hero is the same guy every single time. It's you know a variation on Superman or Bruce.
2: I think with with a lot of other artists, especially the Hulk Clan, for a clean way to call them. Uh, everybody's kind of recognizable. Everybody looks like an individual. Granted, some of that is for over the top, like costumes, like that kind of the punk goth uh, Hulkling looking feller, and like the female Hulk, Bobby Joe, that hangs out with Bruce Banner. But a lot of the other Hulks, even though they dress similarly, like they looked like separate individuals. Like I never really had that moment where I was like, "Wait, wasn't this Hulk over in the?" Sewer's getting stabbed out or something? Why is he in a bar now? No, like, they look so they look different enough. And, like, I really appreciate that because even though Logan and Hawkeye look could end up looking pretty samey, right? Because they're both, like, old. They don't. They look very distinct from one another.
0: Are you saying all old people look alike?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that me and uh, M. Night Shyamalan got in common. We got a fear of old people.
0: Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> You've heard that... You've heard of that theory, right? That he has, like, a fear of old people?
0: I I, I think it's
2: true. Yeah. I was going to say,
1: after the, the visit and Beach, like, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: I don't... I, I'm not the actually afraid of old awful. people. I could take on old people. Uh, <laughs> they don't scare me. I can fight them. <laughs> but, uh... But, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I only okay. fear things I can't fight. Like a kraken? Yeah, like, especially krakens.
1: <laughs> I know you were going to say, like something else but like some broader concept no no know,
2: i was gonna but... say i was gonna say like a four foot tall spider <laughs> that's at least four arms i only have two
0: Aldo has crack phobia not to be confused with cracker phobia which is the fear of
2: white people
1: oh i thought it was i thought it was uh the fear of not getting a good uh parking
2: spot at cracker barrel <laughs> i haven't been to cracker barrel in like at least f- five years Maybe 10. Oh, man. I You know, I think it's been
1: that long for me, too. And the last time we met, they messed up our order and gave it all to us for free. Oh, like, hey. Our our waitress was so batty, like, the nicest lady ever, and was just like, nah, I lost your receipt,
2: so you're good. And we we're like, okay, bye. It's like, on one hand, like, oh, man, they got all of our order wrong. But on the other hand, it's like, I just ate for free. Oh, no, they got it
1: right. She just lost our receipt. Oh, I think you said they, the they got it wrong. It perfect. Oh. No. Oh, that's got, even better. She, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just, She was just back. like, ah. um, That's a good point. COVID. <laughs> oh, you know what? Because <laughs> if, <there> <laughs> if, if, if there was ever a place to get, you know, anti-vaxxers in one room, <laughs> it would be the Cracker Barrel.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I will make that my biscuits at home. Is that the note that we move on to the ranking with? Yep, yep.
2: Ranktastic. All
0: right, so currently on our list, we have 164. Four stories.
2: You're a Nintendo 164. Mm.
0: <laughs> For some reason I want to highlight number 50 on our list, which is Truth, Red, White, and Black. Kind of giving you an idea of like what's above that. That's kind of like the number 50. This is me picking random stories from the list rather than d- just going with the top and the bottom. Although I could kind of because number 158 real close to the bottom is the first Marvel Zombies. And I think that's where we want to start our conversation. Where does Marvel Zombies 4 go? It goes above Marvel Zombies three
1: and i'm looking i didn't care about b- brute force was stupid um that is where it was all animals uh superhero team uh did not care for it just
0: remembered it was written by a guy whose last name is Furman. Huh.
1: yeah well there you go <laughs> Um, i just made my day <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i would put it uh at 146 just below civil war marvel zombies 4 it's much better than the other ones and i like it better than the ones like the the comics between marvel zombies 3 and civil war and civil war i think is um lower than it really should be than it deserves to be so that's that's my two cents you guys can you know use democracy to hose me
2: again uh I actually I agree with you on that one. <gasps> I kind of do too.
1: The system works. <laughs> Granted, I also
2: feel like the other Marvel Zom- the Zombies books are pretty low, but I I I can accept being being right by myself on that one.
1: I mean it was really gross. I know. Hey, good for us for putting the Draco second to last. That's that's great. <laughs> that was not a good book.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can, we can put it there.
0: I, I yep. Yeah, I like it. Number one forty six. Now, what about Old Man Logan? I'm trying to weigh the
1: the good parts of Old Man Logan um, and the potential and everything versus the bad. Because, like, when it was good, it was good, and when it was bad, it was terrible.
0: Freaking Hulk clan comes from an incestuous relationship between Bruce Banner and Jennifer Walters. I just...
2: Yeah, it's not good, Steven. It's a real...
0: That's not good.
2: So, like, around Earth-X, then? I think
0: it's worse than Earth-X.
2: Where is Earth-X? Okay, hold on. Is it worse than the Demon Bear?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's know. worse than the demon bear. Well,
2: I'm alone in this then I guess.
0: <laughs> I don't even know where the demon bear is. It's worse than the demon bear. Demon bear
2: is eighty-four.
0: But I think I think I liked it less than you guys. Like I would actually put this below Civil War.
2: Okay. Oh no. Oh. No. 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 no.
0: I don't know. I, I do think Incestuous Hulk is a little bit worse than Black Goliath getting buried in the ground in sharpened chains. Or is it? Hold oh. on. <laughs>
1: Steven got canceled twice that night. Um, <laughs> I've
2: never seen somebody get a two-hit cancel combo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was frame perfect.
1: I liked Old Man Logan. Here, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Are you ready? I liked it better than Mary Jane Homecoming. There, I said it.
2: I mean, of course you did, but also I kind of can't disagree. <laughs> I can. Yeah, but okay. Listen, I like. I really like Mary Jane Homecoming, but that does not have a symbiote team record. T-Rex. Mary Jane Homecoming. The
0: symbiote T-Rex cannot carry this whole story on its shoulders.
2: It has tiny
0: shoulders. I'll give you that. I mean, it technically could. It has big shoulders. Yes, it
1: can. It's so big. It's such a big animal, Stephen. Do you know how (laughs) big
2: a symbiote T-Rex is? It's enormous. Yeah, you could at least put five Mary Janes on top of that. Also... It's on, like,
1: two pages, and then it's gone. Mary Jane... Mary Jane Homecoming is like Peeps. (laughs) Like... I'm not bothered by the idea, but I really do not want to try them. It, they're just—they're just. You can have it. It's good for you. Get them out of my Easter basket. Old Man Logan is a pretty decent steak with like. Oh, there was a there was a tough bit in the middle. There was that fatty bit that wasn't quite right. Let's get it. Yeah, bleh. And.
0: Um, in this case, the fatty bit is incest.
1: Yeah. That should be
2: the episode title. I dare you. <laughs> no, it <should>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should not. No, it should not. Triple dog dare you, Steven. The f-
1: Ooh, laying down the
2: gauntlet. Oh, ha. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If I
0: never see anyone get decapitated with Captain America's shield again, it'll be too soon. I feel like I freaking this is hate a, that now. Is,
2: that's not the first time we've seen this, is it? It's not. That's the point. I don't want to see it. I don't like it. I think it's bad. It happened in Earth X. Only there in Earth X it was a kid. It also happened several times in the Marvel Zombies books. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I think you guys should just rank this because I'm not going to agree with whatever you say.
2: Somet- Man,
1: I don't know what I want for my third wish. I mean, oh. <laughs> uh,
2: I was I was just going to say like a at, at number of 100 because uh, at least I could follow this story a lot more than I could follow Eternals. But Demon in the Bottle is still pretty good. No, the Eternals, that wasn't bad. Yeah, but tell me what happened in the Eternals.
1: Well, you see, there are these people called Eternals. And one by one, they all wake up and realize that they're Eternals. And one of them was a secret bad guy, apparently. And they did some Eternal stuff. The end.
2: Okay, you did a lot better than I was expecting.
1: Cause, yeah, I um, called your bluff on that sure one. I'm
0: pretty sure that the the plot of the Eternals involved <laughs> a bad guy standing around for the entire seven issues.
2: Wait, no, that
1: was Parable. Uh, yes, the Watchmen. The
0: Watchmen thing, yeah.
1: No, Parable the the... Ba- uh... Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> My. I've never backpedaled this fast before feel like i'm on a kayak
2: granted i'm not saying the eternals is anywhere near as good as parable i do just want to point out they both had a bad guy who just kind of stands around for 80 percent of the book
1: um okay fine yay it's kind of that (laughs) wolverine wolverine is in this book so it gets a little bit of a bump you know it's
2: it's (laughs) it is a little surprising when you read this book and you're like they got logan out of this like the movie logan you're like wow
0: there's a chance that I was so hard on this book because I've already seen the better version of it. It was really... That movie's really good. <laughs>
2: like, it's... Yeah. You know. so, okay, so here's where I have, like, a problem, though, right? <sighs> because how how far away from the source material is Logan that we can even really call it an adaptation of this? That's, you know, that's fair. For the interviews, I, I know they really kind of refer to it as inspired by the story. And I think that's a little bit more on the dot. I would really hesitate to call it an adaptation of this.
1: I didn't know people did. People call it an adaptation.
2: Yeah, they did call it that. And I think they some people still do. And my problem with it is... Or at least it wasn't a problem until reading it recently, because upon reading it you realize kinda of how different the two pieces are. But like the, the the memory or the idea of old man Logan really resonates with kind of what we see on, on the film. So I think that's probably why people still tend to call it an adaptation. Because when you think about it, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is kind of, yeah, this is this feels like it. And granted, some of the broad strokes of it are kinda of there, right? Logan kind of being you know kind of beaten down and kind of non-violent dude just kind of trying to uh live his life or whatever (laughs) what's left of it (laughs) and then having to go on a cross-country road trip with his good buddy yeah like some of the broad strokes of it are kind of there but i think really it's they're so different i wouldn't i wouldn't really compare them anymore
1: I, i think it's they're both based off of you know the same one sentence pitch of what happens when Wolverine gets old and kind of
2: gives up everybody he loves
1: died but yeah but Lo- the movie Logan it's uh they have to they they really tried I think to incorporate in kind of you know the movies so that there was some connection to it you know certainly with you know Charles Xavier still kicking around um yeah and like kind of advancing yeah
2: i really did did like that both stories do kind of reference that whole idea of like of of logan just kind of denying that heroes are even a thing anymore
0: speaking of stories about heroes what are we gonna read next time what
2: are we gonna read next time i don't know oh shoot i don't know either
0: (laughs) i thought that was an exceptional segue
2: so next time we are going to
0: dig into the infinity comics oh right we said that with with their big revamp of the uh Marvel unlimited uh Storefront app, comics reading service. Uh, they, Marvel commissioned a whole bunch of... I don't know if commissioned is the right word, but they they published a bunch of comics direct to Marvel Unlimited that are designed to be read on the phone. Think Webtoons, but with a, you know, subscription fee. So, less good than Webtoons.
2: Um yeah, Webtoons still has different hidden fees. They do
0: have some. I, I'm purely free to, like... Free to read. I haven't paid it for a single dang thing. So they're just, you know, data mining me or whatever. Anyway, um, a lot of these look really interesting, although some of them are a little lazy. Like, they they did adapt Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, but I think what they did is they took the Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane comic and they just cut the art apart so that it's it fits on a phone screen.
2: Cut my art It's not the part. way I would have done it, but it's what they've is done. Is this a webtoon copy? Publication... paper (laughs) oh
1: dear don't give a crap if I update the app later
2: (laughs) infinity comics (laughs)
0: <laughs> the first one we're going to read is Shang-Chi, written by Alyssa Wong, who is someone I have actually never heard of before, I don't think. It does look like she wrote some Dr. Afra
1: Dr. Aphra's cool.
0: So we're going to read the Shang-Chi story. We're also going to read the Captain America story, which was written by Jay Edidin of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. I think this is the only thing that Jay has written for Marvel, and I'm excited to read it because I'm curious. I like Captain America. It's been a while since we've read like, a dedicated Captain America story story hopefully he doesn't behead anyone with his shield oh one can
2: only hope right there is a captain america book i want to read when it hits the app Uh, i'm reading the the singles as it's coming out but it's called like the the united states of captain america but anyway so we're reading infinity ching and infinity captain america do we also want to read that infinity jeff the shark since that's textless so like a pretty quick relaxing cute read
0: My concern is getting three stories like having conversations about three stories that are longer than a single issue.
2: I'm just pitching it because it's like lighthearted. there's not really a whole lot of plot they're just kind of really cute.
0: Oh don't get me wrong I absolutely want to read it I just think we should read the ones that actually like read as full stories.
1: Plus you know that shark design is gonna get artificially high on the list because it's just so dang d- adorable and appealing
0: i mean that is why a babies versus x babies is as high on the list as it is right yeah that's fair yeah
2: yeah is it how high is that higher than you think i i'm thinking like 80 something a babies versus x is 65 oh my gosh that really is higher than i, I was thinking <laughs> Hold you it's because we like
0: the Scotty young character designs like that's the reason you put it as high as we did